Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And Scott, this was supposed to be a nice, calm, soothing week where we were going to potentially get a lower level of spoilers and we were going to get a little preliminary testing in and maybe do a deeper dive on some of the cards. And then, bam, we get hammered with a whole bunch of news like two hours ago. <laughs> And it was frantic scrambling trying to collate everything. It uh, it was definitely a very exciting Thursday afternoon. I know we're supposed to be at a game store and then going to Dairy Queen, but that's yeah. not happening. So. No Dairy Queen tonight, folks. Or all our hopes and dreams are ruined. <laughs> that is, I have to say, it's now a, a Vector Sigma staple, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you know, to be honest, before we started testing at that particular shop that that is near one, I think I'd had been to a Dairy Queen literally once prior to that. You're missing out. Well, I've learned that. So (laughs) the things you learn as you're playing Transformers, or I guess after you're playing Transformers. But anyway, digressions aside, I, I didn't include this on the topic list and I should have, but before we get into everything, I did want to bring up one quick item. And that is actually Cameron over at, arbitrary hero for conversion conversations you may have heard of him it's a a youtube channel he's another transformers tcg content creator he does a number of uh other things in his channel but the reason i'm bringing it up you may have seen us retweet it both scott and i and we're also going to be talking about it in the future and scott maybe you could give us some details or we'll leave it a little vague there but he's currently running or prepping for running a fundraiser for extra life it's a charity that if you're not familiar with i suggest you definitely check it out and check out his channel for more details it's a great cause and i just wanted to give him a quick shout out because i've mentioned it on past shows although i now that i think about it, it's been a little while i'm a big person on charitable donations if you have the means and the ability to it's you know <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it it's a good thing to do so if you have the opportunity like i said check it out uh scott you had mentioned a little cryptically offline something that may be related. Are you ready to reveal anything for that, or you want to keep it on the DL for now? No, we're still working out the details, but there's a case tournament coming up at Top Deck Games in Cherry Hill, um, the site where we, you know, we have most of our monthly case events. And there's one coming up on October 19th, which is a Saturday. Um, and since it's kind of like the end of the Siege One meta and uh, the end. You know, it's not the Energon Invitational Qualifier season anymore. Um, We just wanted to have, uh, you know, some of the the proceeds for the event go towards uh, the charity to be able to give Cameron a bigger donation from, uh, like, from the area, not just, like, from the team. Like, VectorSigma.info as a team is already giving out some stuff for him to raffle off and things like that. But I wanted to, because we have a very uh, vibrant community from what I would consider to be like all the way from the Harrisburg area to the central Northern Jersey area. Yep. Um, our entire, I guess you would call it like a two hour radius around us. Um, it, I'm trying to get this event to be larger uh, so that we can show support for the game outside the Energon Invitational Qualifier season. And I figure if we also at the same time uh, make it a, a, you know, a good thing through the, through the charity and support other uh, charitable people throughout our community that uh you know it'll help out the situation and it's a good way to get to close out this uh this metagame absolutely yeah it's definitely 
as I said, a great cause. And I think it's worthwhile exactly what you're saying, Scott, to, to try and support these sort of efforts. Now, again, shout out to Cameron over at Arbitrary Hero. He's definitely not the only person. I know the guys over at WTF at TFW typically run something, and there are a number of other uh, content creators and organizations that naturally also could use support. So if you can't, or for whatever reason, you know, if this isn't the one, there's definitely other opportunities. So hopefully you'll be chipping in for this one, but if not, when you can, go ahead and give it a, give it a shot. So we'll be, doing our, we'll be doing our Toys for Tots thing in December as well. Exactly. So. Sorry, I'm getting getting ahead of myself, and my throat's starting to, to give out a little bit already, and we haven't even gotten already? into it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a long week, unrelated to the uh, insanity that I actually got me legitimately excited, and I may it may boil over a little bit. I see a couple people in chat talking about some of the toys that were revealed today. Uh, so as we segue away from that into the spoilers, um, it does now that we know, and this will be something. Uh, Small spoiler, we'll bring it up when we get to the reveals from today, but now that we know that so many of the cards are so closely tied to the toys, as I'm seeing the Earthrise reveals, I'm like, hmm, is there anything we can glean from that for future sets? And that's even before we're all the way through revealing this new set that's coming out very soon, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think they said the set after this is not related to the toy line, so I'm hoping. Wait, mm. I'm hoping it's a movie set, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll cross our fingers. Uh, speaking of movies, I don't know if this is necessarily the one you were referring to, Scott, but uh, we'll get right into the spoilers. And one of the few bots to make the jump from the silver screen actually to other media is Barricade from the 2007 Michael Bay movie. Uh, no, I mean, the, I mean the real movie. Uh, yeah, I know. I knew what you, we, I think we all knew what you meant, but it was a smooth segue, so I went with it. Uh, but anyway, so first up, we have Sergeant Barricade uh, for our spoilers. These are grouped a little bit differently than we have before. You, for those of you out there in TV land or listening to this uh, later on via SoundCloud or your podcast catcher of choice, you can probably figure out why. But we'll start with Sergeant Barricade. He is in alt mode, a melee car for seven stars. He's a 4-12-2. And when you flip to this mode, you may play a battle card from under him. How do you get cards under him? Well, in bot mode, he's a 5-12-1, still melee. When Barricade battles and has no battle cards under him, after the battle, put one of your flipped battle cards that has no battle icons under this instead of into your scrap pile. Scott, I'm going to let you lead off because you seemed rather excited about this guy on Twitter. Yeah, so I tend to build my decks with a good amount of blanks in them. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure it's going to be to that level, but I just think that this character for seven stars has really good stats to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at the um, the blank free playability as just an extra added bonus that you're getting out of the deal um, in case, you know, like you're not, I don't know, like if it was an orange deck, like you're, you're, you're missing out an orange to mm. attack with, but you're also getting, you know, a free ability play in all likelihood there, I guess could be, a, you know, an upgrade as well. Right. Um, probably on a later turn, unless you're playing that secret action to let you flip um, on when your opponent attacks you. 
Mm. But in all, or unless you do something funky with secret actions to allow you to flip on your opponent's turn. Right. But the way I see it is um, you're getting a decent attacker with pretty good stats, um, especially in alt mode as a car that essentially then becomes a target for your opponent. So like your seven drop is probably not going to be the centerpiece of your deck. Um, so if you can cause that character to suddenly be a target instead of who your primary character is or your, you know, other primary characters, something like that, I'm sure there's guys that hit harder or do more right, for your deck right. than, than, than the seven drop. Um, because he has a card underneath him and your opponent knows that the next, likely the next turn, you're going to be flipping him back to alt mode, which gives you the free play. And then, you know, obviously it's a free action phase in addition to your, your other two action phases. Yep. And again, I'm assuming it's going to be an ability. Um, there's just a potential on the next turn for then for you to then do a massive amount of damage. So I'm not saying it, it's not on the power level of like a Battlefield Legend type thing, but in a way, it's like a delayed Battlefield Legend type ability, at least the way that I play a, Battlefield Legend. A fixed Battlefield Legend, so to speak? Yeah, like like you get the color... The, um, the pipless code blank action. So like, which would be your one shell stands or your plasma verse. Typically, um, I guess gyro would fit into the same category as the ones that are popular. Right. You know, ready for action would be an interesting one to allow him to attack again. Uh, for example, and typically sees plays in cars decks. Um, I don't have a complete list in front of me, but, uh, right. You know, it's powerful abilities that the only, usually the only, or I still function, I guess is another one. Yeah. Um, they're very powerful effects because they don't have um, any pips on them. So to get that quote for free um, the next turn basically either makes him into a lightning rod or just gives you an insanely powerful ability right away. And again, I think right. this fits into the sub-theme of the white pips matter thing uh, in this set because it just gives you access to more cards, which would give you access to more ability to get the blank. Yeah, I'm I'm curious going forward since we still have roughly somewhere just south of half the set remaining. Uh, I think prior to this set of reveals, it was about half. So guesstimating anyway. Whether we will get, since we're now seeing a lot of cards, well, maybe not a lot, but we've seen several cards that care about cards that are under them. Now, obviously, it's a tracking method for this, or for previously in Wave 1, it was Nemesis, the new Hot Rod, a, a few other cards. Presumably, there will be a couple more, at least. Whether we'll get something that lets you somehow recur the cards from under them back to your hand. In Barricade's case, it's not going to matter as much, because you're likely just to play the card, for obvious reasons. Uh, but since this is now becoming another, we know that the design team loves playing around with those spaces. So I'm curious if we'll see something like that or not. But as far as Barricade himself, that lightning rod comment that you had made really is my main concern for him. So although he does have pretty decent stats, 12 health is pretty solid for a seven drop and he has two defense in alt mode, although you'll probably be attacking in bot mode for obvious reasons i'm curious how sturdy he's going to be while simultaneously presenting enough of a threat clearly as you're explaining the blank cards are super impactful are they going to do enough if this guy was in a blue shell for example and he's air quotes only hitting for five without you know assuming extra help uh i 
I think there's something here. I just don't quite know exactly what it is yet off the top of my head. It's just, this is another guy that, oh, you get to play a card off his flip? All right, well, let's call back to Swerve when we talked about it last week or the, the week before, whenever it was revealed, where you could hypothetically do something else silly. Yeah, I just think that, I mean, assuming you're playing these cards in your deck, which I typically am, I mean, getting there's really not a lot of downside to just getting one for free other than mm. could be playing a different character other than him. If you don't, I guess if you right. don't get the ability, he's probably just not as good as somebody else you could be playing. Right. That's my main concern, but I'm at least in my case, I definitely want to try him out because of exactly what you were explaining that he, he presents the potential for either a blowout play or just something unique that maybe turns a matchup around or, opens up something new. Yeah, and then clearly he is, he combos with the um, Rise of the Combiner Skywarp that gets back to the blanks. I just don't, like, you would still need some kind of, like, plan or pseudo-plan type effect to make the whole thing work out. Right. But, um, well, they are both Decepticons, so... <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't even think you need that. I think you just basically attack as a five-power attacker with 12 health and one defense and then hope that you get, if you get it, you know, then you get it. If you don't, it's probably going to be an orange anyway. So, like, it's plus one attack anyway. So you just have to look at it like there's no downside when you play this guy with, like, six or seven blanks in your deck is the way I see it. Now, the one of the good things about it is that it's whenever he battles, so you could hypothetically be getting these blanks on defense as well and then oh, okay, activate cool. them away. So, uh, yeah, because it's when this battles and has no battle cards as opposed to when he attacks. I don't know. I might have said that wrong earlier, so I apologize. No, I might have interpreted it wrong. So that's that's even better then. Yeah, so he ca- there are ways, I guess, that you could get in in, you know, alt mode and then force the transform him later, point being, and then get the attacks to him via hiding spot or whatever. If for some reason you don't want to swing in in bot mode, which presumably you will, but weirder things have happened. It at least opens your options for what you can do with him. Yeah, he's way better than him because Absolutely. you basically, yeah, you, you can just play them then in a blue shell and then that way you don't even care. Um, as long as you're getting one of the cards within the, the whole entire attack cycle, you're, 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 so now this is a character that can actually attack first because now right. he's unlikely to die and you don't have to set anything up because you actually will probably get two phases two combat phases to try to get the card and then on your first, like if you're going first, on your first real turn you'll get an extra play, which will be the most impactful turn that you can do it. So, right. this guy's really much better than I thought then. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to trying him out. It's just that uh, well, we'll see if he's made of paper or not, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Like you said, since he, he can get in on that first turn, it definitely helps his case. I'm curious if anybody's already translated the uh, Cybertronian script that's on his uh his doors <laughs> in all doesn't mode. It say, doesn't it say whatever uh servant protector or whatever? Probably. Uh yeah. that's what it usually does, but I mm-hmm. I mean I'll be honest, I don't read it. So <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll consider myself illiterate when it comes to Cybertronian at this stage. Mm-hmm. I'd have to sit down and do it. Um but anyway, any other thoughts for Barricade? Nope. Okay, cool. We'll move on from Barricade. And next up we have Raider Rumble. Uh so this is another member of the Spy Patrol. He is a 0-11-0 for six stars in alt mode with revenge do two damage to an enemy. So we've seen revenge before on the Trypticon cards way back when. 
Uh, it feels like forever ago at this stage. So, But in this case, it doesn't require Trypticon, obviously. It's just use a character's revenge ability when it's KO'd. It's on Ratbat, too, so it seems to be a Spy Patrol and Trypticon thing only at this point. At this point, yeah. Uh, after, or excuse me, after the alt mode, uh, into bot mode, again, Spy Patrol, he's melee, he's 4-11-0, and his tap ability, as you expect, he has one, is return an upgrade on a character to its owner's hand. Since it's just an upgrade on a character, it could be your own. I don't, I mean, there's always the armed hovercraft argument, but outside of that, off the top of my head, I'm not sure of too many others you want to do right now. I mean, you could always return like a field communicator. It's just not a great play, but I mean, you can always return. There is like, that. I mean, <laughs> you always return like a bashing shield or a, right. or a batons or something like that. There are going to be fringe cases where you'll you'll have a need for it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm assuming what he's probably going to be doing is bouncing an armor on their side. You attack with Soundwave, untap him, get in again, sort of thing. Uh, or, or some similar scenario to that. Yeah, I think we're at, we're at a situation again, like we were with Ratbat, where because he's six stars, that you can't play three Spy Patrol members, or mm-hmm. even, well, can you play you can play two of them and not a fourth character. So you're at star cost. Yeah. Star card again with these characters. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I don't think it really matters all that much that he's a, I mean, obviously he has really good stats for a six drop. Mm-hmm. Um, not good defensive stats, but really good offensive stats for a six drop. Um, he has a really good offensive ability for a six drop that should be able to help you. I just don't really know what his place is because again, you're going to be in a situation where, Soundwave costs 11, um, and then, like, he would put it to 17, and then, like, you can't even use another Spy Patrol member without three star cards, or you... I guess you could use the two six-cost Spy Patrol members, and then right. you get two star cards, so it's, like, a little bit better, but probably yeah. not. You get slightly um, better stats, because with Soundwave, he is a 4-11-1, and if it's sort of bluish, then, you know, he, he's sturdy enough, I guess... I just don't know if he's sturdy enough that you're going to get an attack with him and then get him back into alt mode to get the revenge, which is clearly one of the big draws for him. Yeah, I agree. I don't, that's the part I really don't understand is like where where that revenge ability is ever going to really come into play. Like how you... Swerve, I don't know how that, you... that's literally like that. <laughs> I hate to keep coming back to that card, but the, after we pre, after we talked about it, we didn't preview it, but after we reviewed it, uh, reviewed the preview, that card just keeps coming back. Like I keep finding scenarios to play it, but I don't know if that's enough on its own to say, yep, that makes untap sound wave work. I mean, it has to be a situation where basically you're using his tap ability, then flipping him. Like and if obviously the first time it would have to be with a card effect, um, and then somehow like I don't know. Well, the, it, uh, untap, it like you know it's, yeah, it's just too weird. I don't know. It gets difficult because you want him to be defensively in alt mode, but you need him to attack, or otherwise he's doing literally nothing. Or use his ability, right? Well, but I. So I did. <laughs> Full disclosure, I tried a lot to make untap Soundwave work in a variety of combinations, and the bottom line is, like, at least with the previous Spy Patrols, I didn't care enough about their tap abilities. I just wanted to attack with them, and I ended up getting away from Ravage, liking Laserbeak enough just because 
if you attack, untap, attack, it's, air quotes, a free bigger they are. So you can target four damage on something, sort of. Sure. I mean, it's there are a bunch of other caveats for that, but we'll just make it succinct in that fashion. I never cared about his secret ability playing thing. I didn't think Ravage was worth going into the ping ability, and I'm not confident that it's worth bouncing an upgrade to the at least right now to bounce an upgrade and then transform him back. Keep you know, in mind this kills kills battle masters too. There is that. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's worthless. I just don't know if it's worth. When you're a three-wide team like that, even with the untap, I don't know. It, it feels like it's going to be very difficult to make that work. Right, yeah, I agree. I, so, I, I don't think... I think this would have been a fine ability on a five-drop and then just substitute him for one of the other five-drops to allow you play a four-wide team. There was a little bit more... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Had a little bit more play because I think the, like, you know, the laser beak secret action ability has more play now than it used to have and things like that. So I think there would have been ways if he was five. Mm-hmm. There would have been better and instead of now just getting like, I don't know, getting these three-star cards is just like rough. So. Yeah, I mean, you do get the new pincer movement thing, which I think that's the home for it is this deck if it exists, but I don't know yet. I see Chad talking about uh, I still functioning him back or uh, you transform him the turn before you use his tap. Both of those are potential scenarios, and I, I agree about the ISF or involuntary promotion sort of things for him. Yeah, that um, would give you the, the revenge ability, so that's fair. Yeah, it, it, there are definitely ways to trigger it. I, I wasn't very happy previously with orange-based untap sound waves, which, you know, being more aggressive, the extra damage, etc. Um, I always leaned more into the blue ones, so maybe. We'll, we'll have to see. I think both Ratbat and the new star card kind of want to push you to slightly more diversified pips, but I think this deck still needs a little bit of help right now. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So, uh, and again, of course, like we mentioned, potential shenanigans of returning your own stuff. There's always that. Yep. Uh, Anything else for what I want to call Raider Frenzy because... For me, the cartoon, and he's red, but I understand the origins. Yep. Uh, All right. So we'll move on from there to a reveal from the end of last week, and that's Raider Spinister, who, according to the comics, is literally the dumbest (laughs) creature alive in the universe. Um, Comparatively, though, I do like, I loved him as a character, and I do like his card, personally, but we'll get into that. So he's a ranged helicopter, ranged in both modes. He's a 313-1 for 11 stars. He has two weapon slots in both modes. In alt mode, while this has a Battlemaster upgrade, it has plus three attack. In bot mode, again, two weapon slots, 413-1. When you flip to this mode, one of your Battlemaster characters gets plus three attack until end of turn. So... You start the game with a leap into battle. Is this guy setting the world on fire, Scott? Are you are you looking forward to playing him, or is he just exciting at first and then peters off? I mean, you can fit two seven cost battle masters in with him if you look at the current yep. battle master incarnations. Um, obviously, yep. with, as we get, I'm sure there's a few more to be revealed. Um, now we haven't had. We're getting a lot of the utility and 
we still are waiting on another armor one. I don't know if we're going to be getting a lot more weapon ones, though. We may, we may or may not have seen all of them. Well, just in general, the weapons seem to be like seven, and the, yes, yes, and the, the other things seem to be less. Um, but the weapon ones seem to be the ones that I guess you don't mind them being killed as much. So the current uh, uh, Battlemaster incarnations. Mm. So I just don't. I mean, obviously, this is a situation similar to we talked about before with um, Six Gun, where you're you're starting the game right away with like you know an ability to hit for a lot of damage. Right, your that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. and he actually so, like speaking of Six Gun, you can go him Six Gun other guy. Although Six Gun is a weaponizer, not a battlemaster, so it matters. So does you you have to play a five drop? You'd have to play hammer down or smash or, down or, or blow pipe, I guess. So hammer down. <laughs> you're not, I don't think you're playing blowpipe. In all likelihood, yeah. <laughs> at least not here. Uh, there, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he has a home elsewhere, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, that's the type of situation where you want to. I think you want to focus on that leap into battle ability way. Yeah, which is obviously going to be better when you're going first than when you're going second. Um, of course, but I mean, it depends on who you're you're facing off against. I mean that that. It's a, it's again a similar situation that we talked about with um, uh, six gun, where you know getting the action and or upgrade play mm-hmm. going second with a character is all likelihood going to be a lot of damage incoming. Absolutely, because you're you're probably going to be anywhere from plus six to plus seven, right? By doing nothing, like just by flipping to a mode that you want to be in anyway. Um, I guess my only issue with him is he's just like it's. It's like the nemesis effect. It's just a giant pile of stats. And I'm not sure that for a mile 11 drop that that's like where I really want to be. Yeah, I I could definitely see this. Okay, so let's look at it this way. I think it wants a, a battle master that ha- it provides steamroll, provides Grimlock's ability as part of its effect. That one, I think, I don't know if we'll see something like that, but it would want something along those lines to to salvage that. I'm just pouring a bunch of numbers on. Uh, it also doesn't seem... He doesn't seem to break any of the existing relationships between the various spheres. At least as far as I can tell. If if you're a three-wide, him plus two Battlemasters, or him plus Battlemaster plus X, you're still just three-wide doing three-wide orange things. Unless well, you, except... Well, we're, we're back to the six-gun argument, though. Oh, mm pumping your own Battlemaster and getting in there again on turn one mm-hmm. against the four wide deck. Again, we'll leave them in a uh, keep my guy's dead regardless situation it, that we talked about. So it would be three, six, eight. So I'm thinking with Fire Drive. So right. say you, sure. you swing with Fire yeah. Drive, put them to six, get two oranges going first. Like that's not enough to... It cripples a guy. So if you, if you punch Scrapnel... It saves you because it would be eight. He'll have five on him, so it, it's air quotes two attacks taken yeah, off. Well, it's one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you see, like if they were to flip yeah. and then try and stall yep. out is where I'm going with it. Yeah, so it you're ahead in that scenario, but you're not. It compared to six gun, I I think it's just because of the way six gun works and what he has available. So six gun paired with other partners 
plus being able to pitch the weapon allows one shot. Spinister is going to have to reach a little bit more in order to pull that off. But then if you if you flip it over to like a lionizer situation, now you're mm. talking about much higher potential of an actual turn True. one KO against a, against a wide deck. Yeah, it, it may come back to, okay, maybe Lionizer becomes the go-to. In, in my head, obviously, I'm always going to lean towards Fire Drive first, but Lionizer or hypothetical other new Battlemaster. And again, it could be, maybe we'll get an armor Battlemaster that for some bizarre reason in their bot mode has a high attack value. And then who cares? It's still a Battlemaster. You pump them up and get in. Yeah, exactly. So I I do want to play with Spinister just because I want to, uh, just for the sake of it. Um, I'm very excited for when his toy comes out at the end of the year, but I got to, I guess, reserve judgment at this stage until we, we get a little more info. Yeah, I think you just have to focus on that leap in a battle ability. And if, if that mm-hmm. winds up not mattering, like, essentially, it has to be it because your, your main character is an 11-star not defensive specialist. Um, no. <laughs> um, he's getting two shot by just about anything important. <laughs> I think he's going to get one shot by the time he's actually well, vulnerable. That's the point. Yes, um, yeah. Unless so the Battlemasters are defensive, yes. <laughs> but even then, I think that's not the way you should Yeah, go. you're asking so, a lot. <laughs> so by that by that point, I think you should basically, you have to basically build the deck in a way that you're getting a KO every single attack. And that if you're getting this free leap into battle... Um, I think you basically have to be getting a KO every single turn or at least working your way towards that. Right. So, yeah. Somebody's going to be very excited and sealed when they open him in a, a Battlemaster, though, I would think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> you might be okay with that one. Just saying. <laughs> Is he uncommon or rare? He is uncommon. Yeah, so because the the tank thing that has the two armors is also uncommon, so I figured he was, but yeah. I'm not sure. So, yeah, he... Uh, I'm looking forward to them just if for no other reason than I love the scavengers. Shout out to anybody who, who's been enjoying the comics or did for the old idea W series. But anyway, anything else for Spinister? Nope. Okay. So we're going to be moving into now the uh, more recent reveals. So I didn't know initially when I was building the overlay for how to attribute these reveals. You know, we always try and make sure we have a list of who revealed the cards in these particular cases, it turns out they were official Hasbro reveals, but I did pull these images and that's why they're, they're they're not quite clear. (laughs) So I apologize everybody (laughs) looking on video. They're not exactly pristine. Um, I tried to, to crop them and stuff. They came from a number of different sources. Uh, TFW, uh, 2005 was on site. TFU.info, Radio Free Cybertron, a whole bunch of other people were tweeting out pictures uh, because, I feel like they kind of just snuck these out there and then somebody must have walked by and went, hey, those are new cards. And they tweeted it out. And then a little while afterwards, we got the official announcement about them or that they were there anyway. Yeah, we never really got. I'm, so my information is that, I mean, they're just there at New York Comic Con. Yep. Um, they, they let in the the toy press early earlier than, how do I explain it? I was told that like the toy press for Transformers got in before the the more generalized press. So I would like my theory was that this was like a typical was going to be like an IGN type review like reveal, mm-hmm. but apparently there was no nothing lined up as an official reveal. And 
I mean, shout out to all the like like you said, all those sites that yeah. That were and there. I apologize if I missed anybody, but there there was a, a deluge at one point of yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to keep up with it. But really, these are official Hasbro reviews because it's their booth. This faction, no, well, the mercenary faction as part of Siege is being introduced through the card game, not through the toys, which is not unique. Through, like that's really yeah. cool. That the we're the, not, not God. yeah, not through the cartoon, not through the or the upcoming cartoon, not through the mm. the toys. Like this is a the first reveal of this, and they may make, they might make toys later. I think they did say that, and I vaguely recall at some point Drew or somebody alluding to not that it, the third faction thing or the or mercenaries or anything like that, but just that they were going to get to debut something in the card game that was then going to show up in other media. What, like you said, the toys, the cartoons, movies, or whatever. It's starting here, which is really cool. And and outside the game thing is to and you tell me if you feel the same way, Scott, but to me that displays a high level of confidence in, you know, that we want our newest, hottest thing to show up here first, as opposed to, you know, copying the remaining things. Maybe no, I'm I, reading I, too I much totally into agree. it. Yeah, it, it no, just, totally. yeah. It, it seems really cool that it's starting with the cards and then it's pushing out to everything else. So it, it's definitely very unique. Yeah, I mean, most licensed products, I mean, typically you're like, okay, we're going to focus on whatever, like this season, this movie, like whatever, and the next yep. set will be this thing. But like, here is a true part, you can tell it's a true partnership between all aspects of, I guess we could say the same company or like, however that it's, again, however it's set up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and all that. So, um, but you can tell that there's a true it's, it's everyone rowing in the same direction for the benefit of the same brand. Right. And so, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it it's awesome that they're doing it in this fashion. And again, I think it really shows a lot of both support and confidence in the product and the community and all, all of the other things that you usually hear. I think this is evidence of that. So yep, uh, without... Further ado on that, the the only other thing I wanted to call out, and we'll get, probably bring this up again later, is initially we were debating offline before we got the official announcements because some of the pictures were, oh, we could see the name, but you, it was way too small to see the wave or the card numbers, whether this was going to be part of Siege 2. They are, although one of the cards, I saw something, I don't know if you saw the same thing scott that nightbird is supposed to be the next part of like the gold promos or something along those lines no she's the release promo so she's the release promo out. okay i saw she's it was a promo out. but i wouldn't yeah. make sense yeah. uh so we'll we'll probably bring that up when we get to her later on but we're starting off actually with deadlock who did wait, show wait, up wait, wait where's what? my intro where's your intro oh i thought you were <laughs> joking when you said okay so oh <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. Okay, so I apologize to everybody out there. I do not have the A-Team theme music to play. But just, everybody, if you're out there listening to this not live, pause this, go to YouTube, listen to it, and then come back. So Scott will be happy. I wanted the A-Team to be here. I'm sorry that I apologize, everybody. Oh, God. I really thought you were joking about that. No, but... I really wanted it. It's a joke, but I still want Okay. I'll <laughs> next time I'll double check because uh yeah. 
Sorry, I the characters them, themselves. I guess we should just talk about what it means to be a third faction and what it means that they sure. exist and all that. And yeah, that, and that's a good it, idea. I was going to describe the abilities, but let's start there. That that's a better point A. So, so go ahead, take it away, Scott. So because the game, I should say, for those that, that don't already know, you're allowed to mix factions <laughs> in this game. Yes. In case. In Spoiler case alert. <laughs> in case you haven't checked the Facebook group in the last two days by somebody new as answering this, asking this question for the the tenth time this week, you are allowed to mix factions in this game. So therefore, yes, the concept of a neutral or mercenary type faction in this situation isn't as impactful as it you, as it's been in other games where you're not allowed to do that. Um, right. Other games we've played, for example, where you're not allowed to mix factions. This would be a much bigger deal. Um, but it is a big deal in this game because a lot of the cards that um, a lot of the cards that see play competitively specifically call out certain factions and other um, and and things like that. So, like you have your your nobles blasters, your scoundrels blasters, your yep. press the advantage, your um, what else are the uh, callous leadership? Your um, well, there's a lot of cards that do specify yeah, certain factions. Yeah. I mean, matrix, simple things. Um, yeah, they they're so, oh god. No, so there's downside and upside to not being those those specific factors, but there always has been anyway. Right, and notably, so you, there are much. other ones that people may get tripped up on, like confidence or swindled. Yep, where yep. That's, those are good. Ones. I couldn't think of those. those are good right, ones. yeah, it, and those are as opposed to requiring specific things. It's looking for you know that you started all one faction, and technically you're not when you have mercenaries. So, right. Um, so they don't count as either faction. Um, they don't count like I don't think they're technically like together as their own faction either. I mean, there are um, cards that we'll see, and anybody who's listening, as we've done before, will be splitting these up. So stay tuned for the battle cards. But there are cards that specifically look for mercenaries right now already. So yeah, but I don't think they're like working together. The characters either. I think they just are all on their own. The way that the, well, the art seems to, to be as as mercenaries out. might be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one might say. Uh, um. So I mean, that's it, it, it's a cool concept that way. Um, mm -hmm. I, I will say that a lot of them seem to have high star costs, so you're not going to be able to like play a bunch of them. But I, I don't really yeah. see a I don't really see a downside in in them at all as long they're good characters there's there's almost no downside oh yeah um well there is going to be that choice of yes the press the advantage in your primarily autobot deck where you feature a insert mercenary may not be as big of a deal because at the very least you know you give their decepticons some lower stats but it may matter for those noble blasters or uh other or the fact that you cannot play confidence or things like that. So there is a trade-off, but I agree with you. It, it's not necessarily as as damning as it may have been. Yeah, and then they all share uh, a bounty ability. So right. this is a key. This is this is the reason why, if you were following it on our Twitter, why I thought this was a standalone product that was going to come out after Siege Two, because the fact that they. And I understand why, because they, they waited until New York Comic Con to reveal it. Yeah, because, the big again, reveal. It is, right, it is part of, you know, it's affecting the toy line that they, it gets to be spoiled here, as we talked about, right, um, through the Siege product. So that's why they had to wait. But I just assumed we weren't going to have another keyword this late in the reveal season. Right. Um, that was so impactful, or potentially impactful. Yep. 
in Bounty. So Bounty, essentially, I think it, it's only on their bot modes. As of right now, yes. Uh, it basically amounts to when the character in question with a bounty does enough attack damage to KO an enemy, you get the bounty. Correct. Um, so, I guess the way, and I'm just going to say this now, and then it, we'll caveat it with as we talk about each one's individual ability. The way I see this is, if you're using it, if you're using one of these characters as your main character, you obviously should be waiting until they can kill somebody to use that ability. Um, it <laughs> you just, don't say. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, no, I get you. I get you. Don't want to be an you don't want to be in an overkill situation. So I right, think right. some of them that that some of them you you absolutely want to you know you would kill a micromaster to get the ability off, and some of them are like, well. It'd be nice if I kill a guy, but I'm not going to waste the giant attack just to get the ability off. Right. So I think there, I think that's a decision point that you need to make with each of these characters. Um, I also believe that the way I see it is, it's essentially a flip to bot mode ability if you're KOing yeah. somebody on the turn. So like, I know they seem really flashy, but in reality, like, all this really is is adding on a more difficult condition to a flip to bot mode ability where they probably should be attacking in that mode anyway. Right. Um, and I feel like if you're not getting that, like, so, so, so the flip density on these characters is automatically a negative in a way because they pretty much want to be flipping to that ability. Or else why are you running this character at all right. without getting that bounty ability? So, um, I do feel like all the bounty abilities, even like the quote bad ones, are not as good ones, I should say, are all good. So they're all worth it to try to get them off if if you're doing it in addition to, you know, killing a significant character. So I don't see anything wrong with um with any of them and they're all worth the effort. Um it just depends on what 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 is required to do that effort, which is gonna be obviously like, you know, does this have to be an orange deck because you want to be doing more damage? Probably not, but it, it wouldn't hurt. Like, yeah. you know, do you, you obviously have to usually upgrade them and, and plan ability on them or plan a, you know, damage their their target outside of combat type of thing. Um, so it's just going to depend on how difficult it is and if it matters anyway, if you're doing it. What, what's the detriment of not getting the ability off? Um, but And we also luckily have a battle card that helps in that situation as well. Right. So, yeah, it's it, really interesting. I mm -hmm. think it, I think it brings in really important decision points because <clears throat> you need to understand whether or not the character you're playing that has, or the characters that you're playing that has the ability. How how important is it if you miss, and how important is it if you hit, and what happens in both those situations? Well, I one other scenario is. How important is it if you overvalue that that bounty, for right, example? Right, exactly. um, because yeah. the drawback of missing is, of course, well, you sunk an attack into something that you needed to kill that. Like, you've just, air quotes, wasted an attack. Uh, yes, you could finish them off next turn with direct damage or something along those lines. But unless you were going in intending to do that, I don't know if it's that much different than 
you know, any other character. Yes, you whiffed on the bounty, but the bigger issue is you burned another attack and you only get so many of those in a given game. Right, your sequencing needs to be that this is the character that kills something. Absolutely. If that's the, if that's the situation. But some of them... Mm-hmm. I, I guess I haven't really evaluated how good some of them are on their own. Like, I think as we go through them, like, I think there might be only one or two of the six that I think would be playable without actually getting the bounty off. Uh-huh. I think they're flipped their flip to back-to-alt-mode abilities are very playable. Okay. Um. Gotcha. So... I guess that would be the situation where it would be okay. Right. But for some of the other ones, like, and one of them, I think, one of them, I think, is extremely skill intensive and, and really, I think, uh, I mean, I, f- I think a few of them are, I guess probably like three of them are, mm-hmm. that I can really think of off the top of my head that, like, really require a damned if you do, damned if you don't type decision for yourself, and it'll mm-hmm. be tough to see if you're able to make them the correct way. Gotcha. Well, we'll get to that as we go through it. Yeah. So any other thoughts on the the general idea of mercenaries or the keyword or anything along those lines before we talk specifics, Scott? I don't know who some of these characters are at all, so any light you can shed on on their backgrounds. (laughs) Okay. Well, Deadlock we did talk about offline a little bit. I know Um, him. Yeah. yeah. uh, (laughs) Like I said, he did show up before, so most people playing the game probably at least have heard the name before. Um, It's interesting... That some of these characters are mercenaries, just from a lore perspective. I mean, Deadlock showed up as a Decepticon before. Obviously, there's been a bazillion different Transformers lines, so everybody's been everything at some point, good, bad, or otherwise. So uh, there's no reason that they can't be. But for Deadlock specifically, we'll talk card now. In alt mode, he's a car, and he's ranged, both modes, nine stars, five twelve zero. Now, he, he in alt mode, he starts off with stealth against Autobots and Decepticons, which is something I want to call back to in a moment. But when you flip to alt mode, Autobots and Decepticons can't use stealth this turn. Now, over in bot mode, he's a 4-12-0 with a bounty of draw two, flip this and draw two cards. So he goes back into stealth mode and you get two cards. I mean, I guess the removing stealth could matter if you... KO somebody and then it's the wheel turn but uh, I wanted to call out that he has stealth and also debuffs both Autobots and Decepticons which is something that we've seen in other games where it's not uncommon for this third faction to end up hating one faction and not the other and then that hurts their playability as a whole because it's just more of a niche card as opposed to this one where it's okay I'm defensive or debuffing both of the primary factions. Yeah, this is weird. I, I can't... I, I For nine stars, I feel like this is asking a lot, but maybe... It's, it's hard for me to envision the scenarios where you're going to want to shunt the attacks to another target, and... I mean, it, I mean it's fine. I mean, he, he stays mm. alive. I just don't know how how relevant that is when you're just... I think this is yet another guy that falls in the category of I'd love to be alongside something like Six Gun. So the idea being that you get in and either... You need to cripple something early, but then simultaneously have 
somebody you want to divert the attacks to, like you said, six gun or, you know, insert other battle master where you pummel somebody and then he becomes a bigger threat later on. So you don't necessarily have that battlefield legend that is your centerpiece on this team. It's three medium or mediocre. Well, I don't want to say mediocre because then why are you playing them? But, you know, three less threatening characters of which some of them are battle masters or whatever. And then this guy stays alive by picking people off and then getting loaded up because you're diverting those attacks. I don't know if that's good enough, but (laughs) it's just not a play pattern I'm used to. Like, I I don't, I I don't, I think like if you want to do that, most decks are just playing like a brave character or Mm -hmm. playing, playing hiding spots on the the one key character to divert the attacks of the other guys like mm-hmm. this guy himself is not i don't know like, i mean it frees up slots enough, because guess, so, it, it, so you're to counter those points and i don't know if they're good counters so i'll start with that but uh, you therefore don't have to play hiding spot which i like hiding spot a lot but it there are plenty of scenarios where you feel uncomfortable with it or you flip it and it's like, great, I got a black pip. Who cares? Um, so you don't have to take up deck slots or in the brave character scenario, you're not stuck playing Fireflight, you know, or something along those lines. Again, I think it's going to be three wide medium bots, which I don't know if it, it'll be three wide and it would have to be orange because in order to guarantee that this guy kills anything, you either have to be orange or have a lot of pierce to guarantee it, or uh, I don't know. I mean, you can just put a permanent weapon on him and then hope that, and then have it stay around. And then he mm. just gets, he just is like permanently bigger. Um, I think the six gun example is a good one because the best part of the weapon goes into the other slot. So therefore he becomes bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and a larger threat. Um, I, I guess we'll just have to evaluate that. I just don't know that it, it just seems weird. I don't know, like because you're not going to want to attack with him first, because then the stealth doesn't matter. You're not going to want to attack with him. I guess you want to attack with him second, and then yeah. the attacks have to go to the the other guy. So, like that to me is where, like, you know, someone that was super defensive that they're going to be wasting constant attacks on. I think is probably where you want to put them with, like, an aimless or like a hot rod or like a right. I don't know, like like some other defensive low drop. Right. Um, and then use your stars left over for some other character that, I mean, is just as offensive. So, like, you could think of, like, a wheeljack, him, aimless deck or something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Yeah. So. Well, that that fits into the, like I said, three. I mean, wheeljack isn't what I'd necessarily call medium-sized. but Like, whatever. Yeah. Six gun, whatever. Yeah. yeah there, there's a bunch of things that could play into him, but I agree. It's, it's weird. I'm concerned about his attack values. Obviously, the the low defense probably is never going to matter because either he's getting it to stealth or he's dead. Like, that's it. (laughs) Like, I Mm -hmm. don't think it's going to matter. But the attack value is on the lower end. So without a permanent weapon or without a battle master or whatever, it's just, I think it's going to be difficult to get him to trigger. And like you said, the, the attack pattern, I think he wants to get in second. And then because he's a car... You could untap him, get in again now that he's powered up. So, you know, you get in with a battle master, cripple something, 
somehow manage to get Deadlock onto that character that they clearly are not going to expose, uh, flip him, they have to attack the Battlemaster, who goes onto him, untap him, get in again, it just... I, I see what I think he's supposed to do. I just don't know if that's really going to happen. I, I think it's a good use of Amos. That's that's where I'll start with him. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that idea. I'm looking forward to seeing a... a, a, a <laughs> and this is not to knock on the people giving us the information. Please don't anybody take it that way. But I'm looking forward to a better picture of him because the artwork looks really cool. Um, yeah. It's just... The, they all, they all look good, yeah, yeah the, it's just... The reality is, is it, it's pictures of cards on a table at weird angles, and I had to crop them weird to get them to fit and stuff. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> anything else for for Deadlock? Nope. Okay, cool. We'll move on from him to Detritus. So he is probably one of the. What was that? <laughs> a guy I've never heard. Of. I was about to say, is this one of the guys yeah. you're referring to? Yeah, he yeah. he seems like another deep cut. So um, he is a ranged truck, ranged in both modes. So we did say that for for Deadlock, and we'll preface it here. If you've listened to any of our shows, we've talked a lot about ranged, but it boils down to ranged is good. So if yeah. if you have the option to run ranged, that's oh, it's it's a bonus. So we'll just throw that out there if we don't specifically call it out. Uh, so he's a ranged truck, eleven stars. 6141 in alt mode, and when you flip to alt mode, you may play a black pip card. So when he goes in bot mode, he's a 5142, and his bounty is to repair three from himself. So we have a pretty significant heal. Uh, he does get a little sturdier in bot mode, which is abnormal overall. And I'll throw it out there again. Yet another guy that gets more interesting with Swerve. Simply because you okay. can play cards yep. on your opponent's turn. Yep, sir. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know too many Black Pip cards that you care about, but there's surely a list. So we'll, that will happen if this guy passes the bar before that. Is he doing that, Scott? Is this, this one exciting enough for you? Oh, I like this card a lot. You do? Okay, tell us about it. I mean, you have a built-in heal with a good amount of stats. I mean, six in alt mode without even having to flip right. is, is really powerful. A lot of health um, for his cost. Um, I mean, these, these are very good stats. Um, I assume the first time that he's going to be healing himself will just be off a of one-chest hand that you put off him at one point. Um, True. But, I mean... I mean, that's a good way to ensure that you're getting the bounty. I'm just going to go out there and say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this truly helps you against the wider decks because mm -hmm. if you take a hit from one of the small... Like, the way the wider decks win, obviously, having more opponent. But it, it can it can sometimes still take more than one attack to actually kill them. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing this, like, in a blue shell, and, well, if you're playing this in a blue shell, then the wide deck would be weak to you to begin with. But nonetheless... Um, you put it's, the it's final nails difficult. in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very difficult for them to... He's constantly going to be a threat because he's going to be healing himself back to, like, out of kill range. Yeah. Um, just by picking off guys uh, relatively easily. So that's what I like about him. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's got 
some of the higher stats for these characters. Um, he's what five fourteen, right? Five four fourteen, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the flip to alt mode ability is powerful. Um, you'll we have some battle cards that we're going to see that rely on the mercenaries that are black focused. And it's um, also any one, Black one. Pip card. It's not specifically an action right. or an upgrade. It, right. It could be either one, so. Right. So, I think there's a lot you can do there. Um, Scott, if we get I a Black Pip marksmanship, are you going to lose your mind? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, no, I think this guy's really good. I think this is one of the ones I think they can stand on his own. Um, I can see that. Obviously, it's a, it's a, high, it's a high star investment obviously, um, but I think that's fine. Um, simply because I think you're getting an ability that's worth more than a card. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really powerful. Yeah, I... The Repair 3, it, like, that number 3 seems to be a, a pretty... Hypothetically, a pretty good break point. And I'm curious to see if it is actually going to turn out to be that. Like you had described, against the wider decks, if you're... All, if you're blue, you should probably already be taking that matchup. But against a, a say a three wide orange deck, healing three may be significant enough to get you another attack or force them to sink another attack into this guy, which could make a difference. Right. Right. Yeah. It. I don't know if it's going to break down that way given certain numbers. This whether. We still have whether we've seen all of the mercenary related things, or there's going to be specific mercenary hate, or or anything like that. But I think there's there is potential for this guy. I don't know exactly off the top of my head where he's going to fit, simply because of that star cost. Like you called the two, clearly he's the the focal point. But there are we'll talk about it when we get to the battle cards, like you said. But it's. For me, per- and I apologize everybody out there as I'm trying to collect my thoughts on this and phrase it the right way, but it's it's tough for me to justify a guy with with this amount of stars when you do have alternatives for ones that hit harder or do necessarily more unique things. So yes, I get Battlefield Legend is two more stars, but he does do a hell of a lot more, if you follow mm-hmm. what I mean. So it, I can certainly see the argument that this guy's going to have a place I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head what it is because I don't know immediately all of the nines that I would want to put with him and then probably flame war or something. Yeah, I agree. Um, but he's somebody I want to keep an eye on because again, like we started out with ranged and <laughs> he heals and there's a, and he gets to play free cards. There's a bunch of things that could get you excited about this guy. He has everything that a control deck wants. Exactly. So. Yeah. He seems like a, a very much the prototypical control finisher from other games. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, I'm definitely looking forward to trying this guy out at the very least. Yep. So, moving from there, we have Lockdown, who's another character that was not... He's not somebody that is probably going to come to mind when someone names their favorite Transformer unless their favorite Transformers are from Transformers Animated. Is this one that you recognize, Scott? No clue. So he, he this guy, he, if, unless I'm incorrect, and some, I'm sure somebody out there will correct me, he made his debut in Transformers Animated and then obviously showed up in the Michael Bay movies and 
like Barricade and Bulkhead and a number of other characters, they've they've transcended and Windblade as well, transcended where their origins and have now become much more they underpin everything a lot more than they, they did previously, I guess, is the way I'll put okay. it. So uh, anyway, Lockdown is another car. He's melee in both modes. He is 10 stars. He's a 5-15-1. And he has plus two attack for each card under him. He had another card with, the, with that line of text. Uh, when you flip to alt mode, you draw a card for each card under him and for each upgrade he has. Then scrap that many cards from your hand. When he's in bot mode, he's a 4-15-2. Again, plus two attack for each card under him. When this does enough, or excuse me, rather than read it, his bounty is put the bottom card of your deck face down under this. So he gets, he's going to grow, but he doesn't have the innate defensive capabilities of when we were talking about deadlock. Does that turn you off the sky, Scott? Um, no, uh, because I think his, his flip to alt mode is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, all you need to do is have an upgrade on him and he's at least drawing and discarding one card, which is where exactly what you want to be doing in this game right? to make sure that you're, um, you're smoothing out your turns. So this guy is extremely good with start your engines. Yes, um, <laughs> that would probably uh, be accurate. <laughs> um, or turbo, like, or, I mean, he wouldn't be as good with. If you were already in car mode, he's fine with. Well, I don't know if it'll. It'd be yeah, hard you get turbo boosters work with him, I guess. Well, yeah, you, you have get it on there already in the second, something like that. So he's really good. Yes. With oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, I wasn't following where you were going with it, but I got you. Yeah. Um. He's really good with padded armor. He's really good with attack drone. Um. <laughs> he, uh. Yeah, you're going to be able to dig for silver bullets, other one-ofs, if you, if you want to get them and you have those things <laughs> equipped to him already. Yeah, I mean, he's really good when you have starter engines to start the turn. He's not as good. He's he's not bad or anything to go find it. Um, so, but I do think, as much as I'm not a fan of padded armor, he's really good with that. Um, and I think what I like about him is as a car with starter engines type uh, abilities, he he will simply grow as the game goes on without the need to constantly be pumping more weapons into him, more a bit, more, you know, ability cards into him. He just mm-hmm. gets bigger for every guy he kills. So, um, if you kill, you know, as soon as you kill two opposing guys with his ability through untapping, he's going to be nine in alt mode when he as the larger mode yeah i mean assuming they only, assuming they only have three guys like if, if you can make it so that he actually lands the killing blows on like the two minor characters the two lesser characters then like i i mean he, his stats are already large to begin with at, you know five fifteen two or whatever yeah um so now all of a sudden you're talking about a nine fifteen two seven like a, a seven fifteen two a nine fifteen two with weapons attached, with, you know, armor attached that lets you, you know, draw and discard cards. Like, I think this guy's good. Um, yeah. I don't see any real downside other than, especially because he's a car, I just really see almost no downside this guy. To be fair, car is a really important trait. Uh, yeah. it, it definitely counts for a lot when we're evaluating these things, and this guy's really no exception. He, 
I guess my question for you, or that may be on a lot of people's minds out there, is does he displace or go alongside or spawn his own version of cars outside of Wheeljack? Uh, you mean outside of Cliffjumper also? Well, it, it, I'm comparing it to Wheeljack at this stage because 9 to 10 stars and they are your that's the heavy hitter as opposed to cliff jumper who also could be hypothetically very large but serves another purpose for a lot of those decks i mean this to me is the power level of like it's a different type of power level but on the same level as or on as what or as as wheeljack or trusted lieutenant i mean i think mm-hmm. they do different things right but i think his his card sifting ability is similar to both of them uh-huh. um to be to basically get you what you need to um and i just think that there's a number of seven drop cars in this set that can easily fit with him and cliff jumper yeah i could definitely see that it's while start your engines does obviously ease the flip density to some extent i'm curious to see where how those line up and is that too much of a hurdle depending on what the other partners for this guy are, because you want to be flipping him for these abilities. Clearly, you can you know just not flip him when you don't have to, but if it becomes his flip to alt isn't crucial enough, is that going to interfere with the other sequencing too much? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, that's more rhetorical. With, not, I don't know if you know that off the top of your head. Yeah. Not with Cliffjumper. So, that's the big thing. Right. Like, that's exactly what you want to be doing with Cliffjumper, so mm. not there, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Lockdown, I guess he's, I know outside of the game, he's a relatively popular character, and he seems to have enough card text on him that maybe it'll justify <laughs> enough people building decks around him to uh, to make it happen and satisfy those Lockdown fans out there. What's his rarity? He is a common Okay, interesting. Yeah, as compared to our previous character who is rare, which I don't know, it's just, I don't really assign the the power levels to the the rarities. It's usually complexities are more tied to it, but Mm -hmm. it is interesting sometimes looking at that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, any other thoughts for lockdown? No, I think you saw them. Yeah, I, I think I can agree with you there. So, moving from lockdown, we have Mudflap. Uh, who I'm pretty sure was an Autobot at one point, but then again, we had a couple of these that were Decepticons, so anyway. Uh, Mudflap is another truck, ranged in both modes, 8 stars, 5-12-1, and when you flip to alt mode, you can plan 1. Now, in bot mode, he's a 4-12-2, and his bounty is reveal the top card of your deck, you may play it. This is unexciting. You're not excited by this guy. No. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, we've talked before about the, the field communicator stuff. I get the hypothetical synergy. I guess you could, like, escape route into his alt mode, get him with mud flap and play the car. I, I don't know. Right. Exactly. It, <laughs> it's, it's unique in that you can play a card, again, during the 
the attack phase, the combat step, whatever you want to call it, 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 which is outside of the norm. So I think it's notable in that fashion. But other than that, I mean, he's fine, I guess. It's, I don't, he's a truck. So like, you're not getting (laughs) as compared to cars. (laughs) I mean, you're not, it's not a relevant almost. Yeah. So, um, that's the problem. And like his abilities just aren't, like a bounty where you just get to play a card to me is like you're you have to play a bunch of cards to set that up. So like you're not yeah. Why didn't you just play ne- the other card to begin with? <laughs> yeah, you're 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 just a net negative in that in that like this guy should cost like seven in my opinion. But I could see where the the stats on him would be. Well, I guess at seven he would still be fine. Yeah, I don't know. He has a giant amount of hit points, right? Yeah, he's twelve. Yeah, this guy should just cost seven. You'll be fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not super thrilled by him either. So, sorry, Mudflap. Chat's yeah. confirming he was an Autobot turned Decepticon is now apparently freelance. I'll take Fair. it. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Nightbird, like we were calling out earlier, this is actually going to be the release promo. So, uh, she is an. I think she was officially the first female transformer in G1. Cause I don't I mean, think she wasn't, a, she wasn't a transformer technically. Yes. <laughs> it, I mean, it, I guess it depends by what definition, because you could argue maybe the G1 Dinobots weren't quite there either. No, they transformed. I mean, she transformed it. I mean, well now she has an alt mode, so yeah, she did. I in see, the cartoon. Yeah. It, didn't she? I'm trying to remember. No, it's she, been a long time she, since she, I saw that specific episode. She was just a ninja thing. She was just a robot. Well, that part I remembered, but anyway, (laughs) before we we go down that rabbit hole. uh, So, Nightbird. She is a seven-star car, range in both modes, 411-0. And when you flip to alt mode, when your opponent plays, or when you're in alt mode, excuse me, when your opponent plays an action, they choose one of their characters and do one damage to it. Now, in bot mode, she's a 311-1, and her bounty is play an action from your opponent's scrap pile. Uh, both rather unique abilities. Yes. <laughs> Any other thoughts other than uniqueness? <laughs> as long as you're in a situation where your opponent's not just playing a bunch of combat actions because you're not going to get any benefit from them. I mean, this will really hurt me, I tell you that much. Well, yeah, that could be a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... This will really hurt decks I play because I play a lot of drug damage. She's going to be getting drug damage off. Um, if, but I, assuming that other people are in the same situation, um, this is this is likely worth it. Like this is again the whole your pseudo battlefield legend ability of like getting to play an action card onto another target after yep. attacking and killing the primary target. And the fact that basically she just gets free indirect damage on them for the first, like, two turns. Like, t- two turns where they can play actions. Like, where they do just not play an action to not put damage. Like, they're just, just going to get... She just starts out with, like... I, it's not a whole lot of damage, but, I mean, it's it's still a random damage here and there that she gets to just do on guys. Yeah, there are very few characters that are going to... I mean, you know, the ransacks of the world that you're going to feel bad about it. Yeah, or battle masters, things like that. But I mean, like, it's nothing that's any. It's not insignificant. Like, it's it's damage you eventually have to do anyway. So exactly, she's 
that ability is not irrelevant. And I think, and her, her bounty is obviously unique. Um, but at the same time, like can be extremely powerful, um, For sure. or, or can be bad if, if, if they're just playing a bunch of combat actions that don't actually help you. But, um, like at worst, I would look at it like it's probably going to net you card draw. It's probably going to net you, uh, direct damage or anything like that. Um, Obviously, her stats are not anything to write home about on purpose because this ability is just so powerful. But yeah, um, if she was a bigger threat, this we would see a lot of Nightbird. I think. I still think I still think you're going to just because I think well, it's so you. Yeah. That um. Is this enough to make you want to play Pierce Scott to make sure that she gets there? I'll just play like Reckless Charges and Grenade Launchers instead. <laughs> so no. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, like, th this is the prototypical, like, oh, they have some insignificant dunk that I don't want to really actually, quote, waste my attack on. I want to attack somebody more significant. No, this will, this is where you actually want to attack the lesser target to take them out. Yeah. Because you're going to get a free play out of it, especially when you're, um, like, in the mid game. And you're not necessarily wasting an attack either, because as you were talking about with her alt mode ability, you have to do it anyway. Like you're, you're going to have to do it to win the game. And at seven stars, she isn't as compared to some of the other mercenaries that we were discussing necessarily going to be the focal points. So you, you're not going to have to invest a huge attack or a valuable attack into that random character. Right. And if she's attacking an already damaged character, let's say against a blue deck, mm. um, and takes out somebody in like small. In all likelihood, the card you're playing out of their scrap pile is going to be equal to the amount of damage you are probably going to be dealing to the other character anyway. Right. It's more significant. So as long as you're setting up situations like that, I see no downside to her whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Other than obviously there are going to be situations where she won't do anything. Like if you if you attack and they've reshuffled their deck or something like that. You I know, mean, there is that. So, I mean, but I don't think it's going to matter all that often. And then, um, obviously, as the game goes later, alt mode ability becomes more powerful. Right. Yeah. She has, I, no, flip, she has no flip to alt mode ability. Right? No, it's just when she's in alt mode, she has the yeah. uh, indirect damage. I yeah, I think she's good because she's yeah. so unique. Yeah, I, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm surprised this is on a promo, considering that everybody will have it, because it's a pretty quote difficult ability like more skill intensive more unique to the game so i think it's similar to what they did with smashdown where he was a battle master so showcase the battle masters as part of the promos i think they the the new battle masters and the new weaponizers are an extension of existing known cards so somebody already playing already knows yep. what a battle master this is oh we got to we should showcase the mercenaries uh mm -hmm. whether it should be her or not is i guess another discussion but just because of the nature of the ability but i can see why they chose a mercenary to be the promo yep uh and yeah i would expect that we're going to see nightbird or some rendition of her in a variety of builds i think she's solid yeah <laughs> there apparently there was a Twitter comment chat saying the cons are so bad. Deadlock had to become a mercenary to get a decent card. 
Fair. <laughs> Aye. So moving on up, oh, I for almost forgot because our last mercenary bot is a triple changer and i had to set up the overlay a little bit different because again it, it was a little bit of an ordeal trying to crop everything and get everything squeezed in so uh we have octone who if anybody watched g1 it's it's octane but i, I guess they couldn't copyright it or or trademark it or whatever i'm not sure but he has a new name still a uh, triple changer so which is weird because i think he i think by watching YouTube videos on Transformers, uh, uh-huh. I was watching a lot of them on Triple Changers when Legends of Commanders coming out. I think there was like a recent, like I don't know, Titans Return. Yeah, there was a toy, toy that, but he was, was Octane. Like, no, Octane. he was Octone there too. Oh, okay. okay Which okay, was okay at the time. I was confused because I guess it's one of those things that maybe you can't trademark it because you know it's a word. But, no, the thing is, if you don't use the name mm. for like a certain amount of years, then you lose it. That's why. Right, but you can. Nest, that doesn't mean you can't get it back. I don't think. But I'm not a lawyer, so don't quote yeah, me yeah. on that, folks. Yeah, <laughs> um, like that. I think they. It, it's one of those like I'm pretty sure in the past they've lost some names, and then literally some other company for something unrelated or other toys picked the name up, and therefore they couldn't yeah. get it back. But yeah. Um. Anyway. I'm sure somebody. That's another thing where somebody will correct us on it. So uh, every time I see videos like that, they just say they will. Yeah, I'm so sure that's yeah. what ended up happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for Octone slash Octane, uh, Triple Changer, we got a truck, a plane, and bot mode. He's melee in truck mode, and then ranged in both plane and bot mode. He's 13 stars. He's a 517-2 in truck mode. And when you flip to this mode, your opponent chooses one of their Autobots and does one damage to it. It has plus three attack while attacking an Autobot. Uh, yes. In plane mode, he's a 517-2. When you flip to this mode, your opponent chooses one of their Decepticons and does one damage to it. He has plus three attack while attacking Decepticons. Uh, and then in bot mode, his bounty is do two damage to an enemy. He's a 617-2 there. So this is, in other games I've seen that hate a faction ability on independent cards, and then, as we were saying earlier, it just makes it super niche, and it gets, it just is to the card's detriment. Here, since it's all tied into one, that is an advantage for him. But do you think it's enough to justify 13 stars, Scott? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I figured that was the answer, but it's kind of a, a, a handoff. <laughs> um, my only issue, with, my only issue is that he has to start in the alt mode one, so you're not going like the Autobot hate is going to be harder to pull off because you have to flip twice. Um, well, only the pain. Act- you're like you, you do get the base starting at eight attack. Yeah, you're never attacking in those modes, so it doesn't really matter. Well, um, so. I think this is actually like a guy that could actually use that triple changer battle card. Oh, on the, the flip it end to turn thing. Yeah. Um, again, indirect damage will seem insignificant at first, and then really add up when the game gets late. Um, so the flip to those abilities, even though you're always going to want to be a 
in all likelihood in in bot mode mm-hmm. um is going to is going to add up in the late game the flip to the whatever mode you're trying to that's a the faction on i get where you're going with it but that's a lot without let's you know assuming this the scenario is not involving whatever the the triple changer card is that i can't remember the name of if we ignore that one that's a lot of flips to invest to mm-hmm. do i mean yes i agree with you damage is still damage but it is indirect it's only one and it's going to take multiple turns so that does dictate a lot of what the remainder of your deck can look like but also at that point you're, that's when you're actually going to want to be attacking in those modes because you're attacking higher than you were and you know yeah you mode. know in a bot mode it does give you a lot of options as far as oh, I don't know if I'm going to get the bounty or the bounty will be irrelevant because that guy, you know, I'm not going to kill him with the the plasma burst or he's already going to die to this other attack or whatever. And then you want to guarantee that you just have a higher base attack. Uh, it gives you a lot of decision points there, which I like. Yeah. And then obviously because it's a plane, you can combine with the other indirect damage card in uh, two-pronged attack. So there's just more... Um, indirect damage that's piled on top of it. Yeah, you can very much um, pour it on with this. Yeah. I mean, 17-2 um, with... is That's a lot of, of stats. Yeah. Uh, with the built-in plasma word. So, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, big fan of this character. <laughs> um, obviously, he has to be the center point of the deck, um, but I don't see the negative of that, um, just because, again, you have a mm-hmm. direct damage built-in to your card we're going to go over a battle card in the next episode that's seen with him um so there's that aspect of it as well um any cards that will that will you know i guess this is the most this is the easiest and most powerful anything that refers to a bounty outside of like actually doing the bounty ability. So I think there's two cards I want to say that we've seen in the battle deck that, that can right. do that. I, um, and not to jump ahead, night, but night, I'm going to snipers the same way also. As far as what do you mean? As far as powerful bounties that you would want to do outside of that. Like, oh, if they, if they were an independent card or something. Well, I know there's a secret action that lets you like proc a bounty. And I know there's yes. a, there's a battle card that lets you proc a bounty if you don't kill a character. So, like, uh, any of these cards are going to be... I got you. I misunderstood what you're saying. I yeah. I, I thought you were saying something totally different, so don't worry about it. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, um, I just didn't mention... I mean, I assume we'll, we'll talk about this when we talk about the cards, but that's... To me, looking at him on his own, people are going to say, oh, well, he's not as good as Battlefield Legend, or he's not as good as XYZ, because he's so many stars. But you yeah. have to understand that when you get these other cards to play with him that bounty ability just becomes so many more times that you could actually. Well, like you said, the ones that allow you to activate a bounty without fulfilling the normal condition. How often did you want to have a plasma burst that had a pip? Right. I mean, that's the simplistic way of looking at it, but I think that gets the point across. Yeah. Super rare. So because he's a mercenary, maybe we won't get it for super rare because he's not really a faction based um so maybe there's only three secret rares but there probably are four it's pot um, yeah i'm not sure that's a that's actually a good point because they 
I don't think there's been anything said as to the quantity. No. I think. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there hasn't, but maybe I missed it. Um, I mean, Trypticon is, quote, a secret rare, but he's not technically part of the set, so I don't know how they're going to factor that in as well. But. Right. Yeah, it definitely makes things a little odd. And I'm going to go out on a limb and assume, and you tell me if you feel otherwise, Scott, but I, I would assume these are all of the mercenaries and all of the mercenary-related cards is what we saw. I think one's directly reference them, yes, but there might be other cards that just play well with them, like, you know, the Trouble Seated oh, card plays well with them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Those I would count as separate, but ones that specifically have a mercenary tag in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, what impresses me is you have a foldable secret rare and only one of them. Like, that just seems really hard to, like, package correctly, you know, mm. considering it's, like, a different printing style to be able to print the foldable card. So that, that just impresses me that they're, they were willing to, unless go to those lights. Another, unless we think there's another triple changer of some sort, that'll be the other secret rare. I mean, they do have other triple changers in the set. So maybe if there's quantity and we haven't seen all the characters yet. So if there are additional triple changers that it's just, you know, they fill out the remainder of the printing sheets with those other characters maybe yeah but just the fact that it's the it's a secret rare and the other two we've seen so far are common it just impresses me that they yeah were, so i mean i got you yeah the eight face has been on a bunch of cards so it's it's maybe him as this extra decepticon secret rare or something i don't know but i don't know out there i don't remember they were always evenly split prior right like we weren't ahead on one faction or another up to this point no but we yeah we haven't had mercenaries either, so I don't know what they're going to do. Right. Well, that was my point. If we were ahead on, say, we had one extra Autobot through three waves, then maybe we could get the Ape Face being, you know, the other secret rare or something. I'm trying to think. Because um, it was Nemesis Bumblebee, um, Springer Blitzwing. And, but you had N. Windblade, Windblade and yeah, and Starscream and Starscream, right? Okay. So it was even there. Then Wave Three was Cog Megatron, um, Shockwave, uh, okay. and Ultra Magnus. Yeah, so, so it the, even right now. Yeah, so it was even all the way through. So we'll have to wait and see. Sorry, everybody, we can't figure it out the easy way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I do really like this guy. Uh, it makes me. I was very, <laughs> just in my heart, I wanted to play Astro Train, but. The reality is, yeah, Octane's a, a kind of better. <laughs> I mean, this is worth. This is well worth. Obviously, going kill a significant character and then just being able to plasma versus somebody else. I mean, that's exactly what you want to be doing with oh yeah legend type of, type ability. Um, and it's the fact that these other cards reference the mercenary tags that I think really puts them over the top. I'm glad that they they included in the same set. It would have been very easy to introduce the faction. And then give them support later on, you know, like in yeah, wave five, okay. uh, in which case everybody would have opened all these mercenaries and gone, well, great. Why am I playing these when I could just instead be blah? Now there's a, on top of other incentives. You love the character. It happens to work into a certain play style. They, they do have ways to supplement a mercenary deck or justify having additional mercenaries. So, right. Um, 
let's see, scam, skimming chat real quick to see. Uh, yeah, Octane was a con it's in G1 at, at one point, but, uh, well, he's a mercenary, so <laughs> you're absolutely right. Well, all, the, all the characters that are referenced are have had, I guess you would call them, crises of faith in terms of faction at some point. And, like, yes. there was a, I think it was a three three episode arc with octane where yeah. he was like deciding what he wanted to do in life um <laughs> yeah in, in g1 and that's where like starscream's ghost came was significant with him and reactivated unicron and all that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah they, all of these characters have definitely had other across various media so it is cool that again the team is making that effort to to dig kind of deep and get some of these are not necessarily deep cuts, but some of them are, and it's appreciated that they're going to those lengths. Uh, I guess that kind of closes it up for this one, Scott, though, at least for this portion. As we said earlier, we are going to be covering the battle cards, but we're going to split it into two. So yep. any thoughts or closing thoughts in general on mercenaries or any of the other reveals or anything like that? No, I think it's great for the game. I think um, I think it's really exciting, uh, and I'm I'm very excited. There's battle cards that interact with. Absolutely, yeah. What he said, ditto, etc. <laughs> um, I am really excited about these. As I said, the specific characters, and that's not to to throw any shade on the other reveals because there are non mercenary reveals that we're excited about too. But uh, obviously, they're fresh in our mind, and they are the the cool the the new hotness so we're definitely giving a little bit of emphasis to them as Uh, of like five hours ago yes yeah at time of this recording it's only (laughs) a scant few hours so yep uh but anyway so we're going to close up shop on this one but stay tuned for our next episode we're covering all the battle cards in this recent bulk of reveals so as always thank you for listening thank you for watching and please tune in next time for more tech talk Dan here from VectorSigma.info. We wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free to click on the link for other podcasts like this one or verse videos or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.